1: Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley's adventure will be over on Monday. He'll be back here in the studio with you, Dawn. He will,
2: yeah. So you'll yes. be jealous that uh, I got to taste the Coronation Quiche. Oh, yeah. It's sitting next to me. It's like ready quiche, for us. Guys. Ooh, wow. I Can
1: did make mean? a quiche. Are you excited? Yes, very. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to. I, I hope it's still warm. I mean, I like wrapped it up. I was like, we're going to. Anyway, whatever. Quiche is coming.
2: At one thirty. At one thirty. Yes.
1: But in the meantime, in between time, mm-hmm. I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley, and I've got a question. My question is, what was your favorite book as a kid? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Because I'm really excited about a movie that's coming out about a kid's book that I did not read until I was an adult. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. Um. Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. The Judy Bloom book uh, has influenced a film which stars, among others, Rachel McAdams as the mother of Margaret. Mm-hmm. This is that, like... Uh, Judy Bloom wrote "Coming of Age" so well; she
2: really did. And it was like, wow, we, you know, back in the day, you know, in the '80s, mm-hmm. we weren't talking about periods.
1: Not really. Not until you had one, and then you and were then like, you we're still weren't talking what? about. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you
2: know, it wasn't as there wasn't as much information out there.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. No, and so I I remember um, I did not have this book as a teenager. Um, I had a mom who worked in family planning, and so we talked about those oh, kinds of things at yeah. our house. okay. So I kind of think, I don't know, I never asked for the book, but I remember it was all the buzz. Like mm-hmm. All of my girlfriends were talking about that book right, right. and whispering about all the things that were in it, and I never got to read it. And then, as an adult, I'm the parent of a child about the age of Margaret in the book. Yeah. I thought, I should read that book. I should just read it, because I'm excited for the movie to come out. Yeah. I think it'll be a good one to take my daughter to. So I read it recently, and I thought, where was? Why did I not read that book? It is the thing that Judy Bloom did so well is, as an adult, she got into the mind of a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old girl, and was able to pretty accurately explain what that stage of life was like. Yes, she was so remarkable in that way in her writing.
2: Yes, so. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was um, Charlotte's Web. Oh, I loved Charlotte's Web. But I know there are people waiting on the line right now. My talkers want to tell us what their favorite book was.
1: Yes, let's go to Gail. Gail is on the line. Hi, Gail. Gail, what was your favorite book as a child?
3: Oh, my goodness charlotte's webb
2: oh <laughs> is it
3: wasn't it the, the book. best not bo- the movie right, right the book
2: the yes book. i
3: wanted to live on that farm yes. i wanted a i wanted to be friends with the spiders and to this day i have no fear of spiders yeah. or anything i love them they Aww. have purpose yes they have purpose i love that book Aww. so much that all these all of them on that farm could be friends and that I mean, I'm getting watery eyes right now. Yeah, oh, It was just. That was so sweet. I thought this is how everyone can be friends, regardless of um. It really taught yes. you a lot. Oh, nationality. I don't know the pig, yeah. and everyone was friends. Yes, <laughs> yes. I loved that book oh. so Damn. much, and it really taught me a lot about. Everybody has a place. Yeah, I and, love that. and
2: you can't. Paint like all spiders bad, right. you know, Because they're you know. I
3: don't have. I never have a problem with spiders. Yeah. I, they just have. Like I said, they have a purpose. Yeah. And the pig and everybody. I mean, You're oh my gosh, And not, the movie. <laughs> yeah. not, not the, movie. the movie. Not the movie. Not the
1: movie. Book. Not the movie. Understood, Kale. <laughs>
3: you, you get to imagine, even yeah. though there's pictures in it. Yeah. You yeah. get yeah. to imagine. Yeah. You get to imagine what you want to imagine in a book. Yeah. Uh, I went as far and as to you get lie. In movie, you gotta give it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you, and Gail. So when you're in a book, you get kind of, you get your own idea of yeah. what you think it looks like, even though there's a few illustrated page, pages. Yeah. I get that. But the the books for probably everybody, those books, and some of them didn't have a lot of illustration. Right. It's yeah. So you, got, you got to decide how you wanted to and just be seen in your own head
1: <laughs> Gail thank you so much for your call and you know that's why I have a hard and fast rule read the book first because whatever you conjure up in your mind is mm-hmm. is way the way the story better. should be yeah I exactly lied about having
2: a pig is what I was gonna I went as far as to lie Did and you tell really? people I had a pig when I didn't <laughs> so that's weird but anyway. no it's not that's imaginary <laughs> like that's imagination. good
1: imagination <laughs> let's go to Jamie hi Jamie Jamie what was your favorite book as a child
2: Matilda. Matilda. Oh, that's great. And
1: do you... Because Matilda is... is There's a movie of Matilda, right? Mm-hmm. Mara Wilson. Yes. Okay, so you prob, um, do you prefer the book or the movie?
3: I'm glad that there's both.
1: Yeah. Because
3: they're super cute the way it came out, but I already loved the book. Yeah. So
1: I don't think I would have watched the movie if I didn't love the book. Right right i hear that thank you for your call jamie matilda um and then let's go to janice hi janice janice when you were young what was your favorite book so
3: i don't actually have a favorite book i read a ton of books so all of them were my favorites as a kid (laughs) yeah but um every summer i would go to my grandma apollonia's house and i could walk to the drugstore and I could buy a book, and I always bought a Trixie Belden series uh, from the oh, Trixie Belden yes. series.
1: Gosh, oh, I love that! Did you? What did you say your grandmother's name was?
3: Apollonia. I love that. Yeah, they called her Loney for short, but Uh, I always called her, well, I always just called her Graham. But uh, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, Apollonia. I loved her name, too.
4: Oh, that's
1: so, thank you, Janice, for calling and sharing. And what a great, I mean, like, that is the thing, when you were young, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I wish my kids were like this.
2: Still a different time,
1: right? It so is, right? They're like, uh, where can I get an, an app fast to occupy my time? Yeah, but just the idea of like going to a bookstore and having a physical book that in you your hand—that that was all yeah. yours, and like it was like a gift of mm-hmm. a story. I remember reading. um Do you remember the book, Dear Mister Henshaw?
2: No. I,
1: I want to say it was Beverly Cleary. Okay. Um, and I sometimes I get Beverly Cleary books and Judy Blume books right. well, mixed up. Right,
2: yeah.
1: But um, Dear Mr. Henshaw, and it was just like a book of letters from a, a young boy to his teacher, Mr. Henshaw. And I remember sitting down and reading that all in one sitting, which started a very bad habit that I have oh. <laughs> of reading books in one sitting.
2: Oh, wow. It's
1: really bad. Okay. Because I will literally put every obligation to the side to finish a book. Oh my gosh, that's I, great. It's so bad. It's good. It's terrible.
2: Well, you need time for you. It's Beverly Cleary, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you, yes, thank you. Yes.
1: No, but um, but my favorite book when I was a kid was The Boxcar Children. Do you remember that book?
2: <laughs> no, okay, let me see. They were the these fu-
1: four... Um, kids that were orphaned and they ended up living in a box car. And they made it up to be like their own little home and they were, you know, kind of on the run from anybody discovering that they lived in this box, abandoned box car. Gosh, I never i've never heard of it oh my gosh i loved it so much because There's i a just a lot of them yes so then it gave way to a whole series but the original boxcar children and at the end they get adopted spoiler alert <laughs> and the parent the new parents bring the box car because that had been their home onto their property so they can still oh, have their home
2: sweet. oh my gosh Gertrude, I just, chandler warner oh i loved that
1: boxcar book so much Apparently, I really wanted to not live, live at my
2: house.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, Mike, do you have a favorite book from when you were young?
4: Um, yeah, it shows you the kind of reader I was. Uh, do you remember the uh, Incredible Cross Sections book?
1: No. Incredible. It's literally like,
4: and I just love, you know, like engineering and things like that and figuring uh-huh. stuff out, but they would take like the Titanic or they oh. would take like a pyramid in Egypt or these old castles cool. and they would cross section it and then they would have like little descriptions about each section of it. So I, I, I was obsessed with yep, those. Yep.
2: I see the cover mm-hmm. and I totally recognize that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I could have gotten down
1: with a, uh, uh, with like a Guinness book of world sure, records yeah. too, like oh, all sure. day, every oh. day. Oh, yes. you know, the guys on their bikes and the yep. woman with the long nails. And the longest hair, and oh, oh yeah, oh so I was all about about it. Let's let Katie have the last word. Hi, Katie, what was your favorite book as a child?
3: Hi, I
1: liked the Nancy
3: Drew book. Oh, oh of <laughs> yes, I had just about every one of them, and to this day, I'm a crime sleuth. I watch uh, the ID channel, but yes, yeah, the, and then she had her show on. Um, Fox, I think it was the Fox yeah. channel and I think
2: this was going to be the last season, but yeah, those were my books.
1: Oh, the Nancy Drew books. I loved them too. My mom collected them as well. Thank you, Katie. Oh, you're
2: welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, and I forgot, I was obsessed with Laura Ingalls Wilder books. Oh yeah, I me mean, too. I, I, I've read them over and over and over again. Loved. Yeah.
1: Uh, one last thing. Do you know, did you ever do Betsy Tacy, Betsy and Tacy? No. And then it was Betsy and Tacy and Tib so they were ri- written by uh, an author named Maud Hart Lovelace and she lived in Mankato Minnesota oh. and the stories were all about this area called Deep Valley which was Mankato oh. and the t- and it was a, a it was a real i mean it was her telling her story uh, of her as a child and her best friend who lived across the street well you can still go to Mankato and go to the Betsy Tacey houses they're right across the oh
4: my They're right across the
1: street from each other and when you do that that you can also take your own tour and find like the park that they talk about and find one of their other friends houses and it's so cool and the Betsy Tacey Society um, maintained these homes and wow. oh I will gosh. just put a plug in like give yeah. donate to them because this is a huge part of Mankato and Minnesota history literary history that like they keep up and it's amazing. The yeah. Work that if they you have do. a kid, start yes. them
2: reading those and then they can go to the actual place. Here's
1: another hot tip. We read the books and then you can get through the very first book pretty quickly. We would listen to it on audible on the way to Mankato oh. to go visit my daughter and me and my mom took a nice fun trip oh, there. Oh,
2: That is so yeah, cool. It's a
1: cool day trip. And so anyway, if you've got, you know, book you know, book book bookish kids. Uh that's a fun fun thing to do.
2: Um, okay, thank you for the trip down memory lane. Yeah. When
1: you you tell us what we're doing next. Okay,
2: what we're doing we from have kids pe- books. From kids' books to peen at 115. Obvious.
0: Hey my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard AutoWorks. BLVD AutoWorks.com. It's warming up. You're rolling down the windows. If you hear any weird noises this time of year. Well, with your vehicle anyway, I want you to do what I would do. Call Tom and his team at Boulevard Auto Works right over in St. Anthony. They're the hometown team. These professionals have been keeping cars safe and in tip-top shape all season long for decades, well over four decades, actually. Tom, in fact, started working there when he was a teenager, loved the business so much, he ended up buying it. And now he takes great care of vehicles just like mine, and he'll do the same for you and in your entire family. Just head over to Boulevard Auto Works. You can actually make your appointment online at blpdautoworks.com. Drop your vehicle off. You'll have a courtesy car waiting. When you pick up your car, they'll explain everything they've done on your vehicle in language you can understand. Again, they're not going to take you for a ride at Boulevard Auto Works. Head over there today. Make your appointment for scheduled maintenance or whatever ails your vehicle. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you.
1: Uh, this is the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And the Bradley trainer's adventure is completing. And he'll be back on Monday. But I'm Colleen Lindstrom. I've been filling in for him. Thank you for having me, Dawn.
2: Yes, of course. We're so
1: excited to have you. Well, it's been super fun. And um, I'm really excited because at 115, there's only one thing I can think about. That's right. It's 115, let's talk
3: about
2: peeing, Brad and Don, let's talk peeing at 115. (laughs) Yes, that's our new open. Thank you, Rocco. All I had to do was go in and say, all right, this is weird, but sometimes we do a segment called peeing at 115. And he goes, what? I'm like, anytime there's a story about, you know, like Pete Davidson explaining his BDE, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, we talk about it at one fifteen. He goes, <laughs> "Okay, I'll work on it." And then he came up with that. That, that is come on, Eileen has yeah. turned into peanut one fifteen. That is what Rocco I does want best. To give, you, give him credit yes. for that. What a genius! Okay, we have to talk about this. Is um, has a serious note to it. Okay, because it involves a person who has realized that their mental health is in crisis and they need okay. help. And so I was just so. I've had such empathy mm-hmm. for designer who, um, you know, he he did a song called Panda.
0: And- I'm Bradley Trainer,
2: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
0: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
2: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And PS, the person behind
0: all of this is Chris Jenner
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so
0: the fun never ends. Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 2016.
2: That's I don't the know only if I thing. Know who he is? Okay, so um, yeah, so it's a song that just says panda, panda. <laughs> In okay. it a lot. I mean, there are other lyrics, but that's. <laughs> That's the gist of it. Everyone was like, what is this Panda song? But it was, I worked at the station I worked at before this. We played it nonstop. We were playing it all the time. It was like a heavy, heavy rotation. So he got a lot of uh, publicity and he kind of broke into the music industry with that song. Um, Like into, you know, hip hop top 40 hits. So um, he is still performing and he actually ended up here in Minneapolis after this incident that happened on an Mm. airplane. So um, he was on an international flight coming back from Thailand and Tokyo because he was doing a tour there. Uh huh. So during the flight, TMZ says he exposed himself. Oof! And then he was scolded by a flight attendant, like, "Hey, yeah, put put that back. Yeah, you know." Um, Cover up. So he end, They ended up landing in Minneapolis, and he was met by cops. They questioned him and released him. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's like what you don't know exactly what happened. But he put out this post and I was like, wow, this is so mature. And just when people realize that they, they need help, it's like, okay. so the post said this for the past few months, I have not been okay, and I've been struggling to come to terms with what is going on while overseas for a concert I performed at I had had to be admitted into a hospital. Oh, I was not thinking clearly. They gave me meds and I had to hop on a plane home. I'm ashamed of my actions that happened on that plane. I landed back to the States and I'm admitting myself in a facility to help me. I will be canceling all of my shows and any obligations until further notice. Mental health is real, guys. Please pray for me. If you're not feeling like yourself, please get help. Okay, do you know what I love about this? This is an amazing...
1: (sighs) A lot of times when people are struggling and maybe something happens that makes headlines that gets people talking, they'll go silent or they'll ignore it or they might take care you just of things don't know what's going on. quietly. You don't know what's going on and they're not under any obligation to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. However, when somebody is vulnerable and confronts their own mental health and then talks about it publicly it's helpful for other people absolutely who may be realizing that they're not okay yeah so this is a huge like such a brave thing to do and to be vulnerable in this way and say like i know what i i know what happened wasn't yeah. okay and i'm getting help for the thing i need to get help for that is so important so right. i am sorry i did not know who designer was nor did i know what the panda song was? Well, it's
2: a catchy and song. Now and I would like know. to
1: just say kudos to him.
2: Yeah, kudos to That's him. That's amazing. And also being in like the hip hop world, it's very you know masculine. Right. You just don't expect somebody in this world to address something like this and yeah. be so mature about it. Like, it's it's just like wow, this is fantastic. And I love the fact that you know he says he wasn't feeling like himself. And he went to a hospital overseas like yeah. he did, he knew something was wrong yeah. and said something to someone or someone was like, are you OK? They gave him meds that I think probably are not good for him because it might have led to this. incident. Because right. it was like he was on the meds. It yeah. might have, you know, sometimes you, you need a while to figure out what meds are good for you. Yeah. You know, if you have depression, I, I went through that during the pandemic. Yeah. I just there was a point where I'm like, I am not OK. Yeah. And I know that there were a lot of horrible things happening around me. So I had a lot of guilt feeling depressed because I didn't have someone in the hospital or somebody that had passed away. So there was all of this, like, what are you doing? You have a good life right now. Like you, but it was after I got COVID and I really think that something happened to my head, my brain. Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know what that could have done or caused to me. It was pretty severe. So when you can recognize like, I have, there is something wrong. I'm bursting into tears like five yeah. times a day. Like he obviously had a problem yeah. and then um, went to the hospital. I just think that's so important to, and mature. Absolutely. I think it's unfortunate that they pushed him onto a
1: plane. Uh, I mean, I suppose he had to get home one way or another, but I, you know, you'd think, I would hope somebody from his team was looking out was for him. him or, yeah, yeah because... That's a lot to be kind of going through that alone and then be put on a plane to go home internationally. That's a long flight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but kudos to him, honestly. What a what a mature and vulnerable thing to do and to put out there and, um, and to ask
2: for prayers. You yeah. Know, and, and and to get help. This statement, if you're not feeling like yourself. I love that statement yeah. because it's recognizing that this isn't something that you did or you didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's just you don't feel like yourself. Right. So oh. this was a serious peanut 115. So thank you for going it on goes, that journey uh, with goes us. It goes all kinds of places. And we're going to go to another place, to Great Britain, <gasps> because Colleen made us the official coronation quiche that we are going to try. Can't wait. Ooh, Coming up next. Entertainment.
0: Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. I want to tell you about something you can do right now to help. You know that Alight helps displace persons around the globe, uh, providing critical basics while helping those folks rebuild meaningful lives. And one of the biggest challenges they're seeing today is families struggling with climate change. You've heard me talk about this before. But, for example, in 2020, for the very first time, more people on planet Earth were displaced by climate than war or conflict. Alight is doing great work, and you can support that work by heading to wearealight.org. But something else you can also do right now today, you can sign a a petition that Alight has set up on their website at wearealight.org. They are asking folks to join with climate-displaced individuals in a show of solidarity before Earth Day. Where you can add your voice to help ensure that human rights and dignity of climate displaced refugees are respected and protected. Sign that petition online today by visiting wearealight.org and thank
1: Thanks, Mike. This is the Adventures of Bradley and John. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. I've been filling in for Bradley Trainer. And John, I brought a special treat
2: turn on my mic okay it helps i I can't believe that you went to the trouble you're like i'm going to make this tonight when we talked about the official quiche of the coronation yes i'm like you are Uh,
1: of course i am oh my
2: gosh because i I know you guys get to get real porny with the food yeah we do for sure and can you please explain to people what's in this quiche let's go over the recipe let's make it official let's make it official
1: This food is like <laughs> rises to that it doesn't level. Matter. We taste gross stuff too. It's fine, uh, but but it also like associate. I'm associating it with uh, King Charles. So this is the deal: during a coronation, <laughs> uh, during a coronation, the person who's being coronated <laughs> uh, gets to choose the official meal that will be served at all of the official, you know, lunches and dinners or whatever. For their coronation. Yeah. The queen, uh, the late queen, she chose like a chicken curry, which is like so British. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and ha- it had raisins. And that was like all the conversation. And right? also
2: the, the British Empire used to rule India. Yes. Which is where curry would really come from. Exactly. That's why for me it's a little controversial controversy (laughs) controversy
1: i don't even know how they say it but that's (laughs) how we've said it um so there is also controversy associated with the coronation quiche that king charles and uh the queen camilla chose for his coronation lunch it is a quiche that features fava beans <laughs> and i would like you to know no, fava beans aren't on every shelf here in the great state was of minnesota it difficult
2: to find the fava beans well
1: okay i'm gonna be real i didn't go into a grocery store because <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna chase fava beans i'm gonna look and see what where i can find them on instacart so i used the instacart Lunds and byerly's came through of with the favas they did absolutely did now, um why don't you guys I'm gonna tell you what's in this as you guys give it a try I've not tried it yet so I'm it you should stay alive okay. um but you know it's it's a nice pastry crust crust I did not make my own pastry crust which is like horrifying to me because I love pastry oh, sure. I love to make pastry crust but it's got milk cream only two eggs what? in it I know uh fresh chopped tarragon salt and pepper cheddar cheese spinach and Broad beans. Actually, I lied. They're not fava beans. Are they fava beans? They are. They it's are the broad beans. beans.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is what is in this quiche. And you are looking like you
2: aren't hating it. I'm not hating it.
1: I'm going to take good. a bite. Is
4: it really? Is good. It's delicious. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The beans are the controversial part.
2: And they don't, they don't bother me, actually. It's mm. a very creamy quiche mm-hmm. because of all the... Well, you can definitely... It's a different type of quiche that's probably the way British people... Mm-hmm.
1: the tarragon is like singing
2: is it Mm-mm. i don't maybe i haven't are you I, not getting it i don't get a lot of tarragon yet all right maybe i just don't maybe it was a just the last
1: mouthful i got it was very tarragon forward i love tarragon mm-hmm. but um it's a really this simple recipe and i'm a little bit shocked that i don't hate it
2: no i i really like
1: it because i didn't want to get real beanie but yeah. it's the beans don't bug me like I thought they, they would. They totally don't. I yeah. might have thrown some more stuff in there. Now why <laughs> people are liking this recipe is because again a lot of thought went into the coronation quiche. They want they wanted it to be an affordable meal that people could put together. So because the people That's are paying right. for it.
4: Yeah. So they ultimately. didn't want to be like
1: lobster and caviar yeah. and they didn't want to make it really extravagant. So all of the ingredients are easy to obtain and are low cost. And so it really is. I mean, it was very easy to make. Wow. I was really shocked by the only two eggs for the whole quiche. Yeah.
2: But, but I really, I'm having another piece. Okay. Like, yeah. can,
4: anyway, girl, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yes. love one too. It. Yeah, this is
1: yeah. very good. This it's not
2: really bad. good. I really, um, it is different. It's not like. American quiche, Mm -hmm. which it's uh, quiche is French, so it doesn't belong to any of us. But I really love how creamy it is. Mm -hmm. Like I, you can tell that there's cream in here. I will say. Because
1: of that cream, I was really worried about it not setting up well, and it is still really kind of jelly in the middle, but. I'm not mad. No way. This is All good. Right, King Charles. I,
4: this might be my first real tarragon experience. Really? Um, Because I couldn't put my finger on what that smell was. Yeah, you were what like, that, what is that? And then taking a bite out of it, and I'm like, that's the only thing it could be. Right? And that is so unique. It's, it's, isn't it it's, interesting? It's, yeah. I,
2: you know what? I don't taste a tarragon
1: yet. I think, hmm. I don't know, maybe you got like the one tarragon free slice. That was
4: like the overall smell I was getting yeah. out of it, too. Was that almost like it's, it's got like an interesting spice? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, it's not it's a, one that we my finger on we it. don't like, use
1: it a whole lot, no, I don't think, I don't think in, I use it. in our cooking. But yeah, it's, I will say, like this elevated the quiche a little bit. hmm. So
2: I all think, right, Cornish well, Quiche. You know how I talked about that I had COVID really bad. I, I'm almost positive that my sense of smell. You and taste still is haven't different. gotten it all back. I don't think so. Um my boyfriend, eighty uh, percent is gone forever. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Awful. yeah. He's been oh, to really? the doctor. Anyway, let's not talk about something depressing like that. Let's make sure that people can get this oh. recipe. I'll put it on our show links page. Do. Yes.
1: I just took a fava bean, just single, and it's not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. No, this is... It's very interesting. And I will say, at least the recipe that I used, um, it had all of the measurements. Even, like, the um, temperature for the oven was in oh, Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you all of the measurements were in milliliters or grams or... And I I had to bring out the conversion chart. I was like, this is... So, you have to be exact, right? Yeah. Because it's bakey.
2: Yeah, it is. But- and that's good about... I, whenever I've done my British bake off um, yeah. classes that I would sign up for every now and then that's the way it always was. And they're like, get a food scale Yeah, because that's the way you just, it's everything's in ounces and it's just, you start to know like, uh-huh. oh, okay, yeah, that's 400 ounces Yeah, uh, or especially with the dry ingredients, it's it yeah. easier, but yeah. yeah,
1: it was definitely like, I really, I was, I, 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 I almost looked for an american like a metric version of it and then i thought no i'm going to be authentic this is coronation quiche we are not messing around so okay good i'm wonderfully done this is delicious i'm glad you guys like it oh my gosh yeah i honestly so it actually like i said was really easy to make and it might be kind of a fun thing to do you know if you're going to sit and watch the coronation i know a lot of people did this for um Harry and Meghan's, or, yeah, uh yes. I mean, yeah, William and Kate's uh wedding, but also Harry and Meghan's wedding, when they knew what the cake was made out of, there were ways that you could go out and get a similar cake. Yeah. And so people did that to kind of celebrate and feel like you were part of it. Well, this is a great way, if you're going to watch the coronation, make the coronation quiche, have a little side salad. Yeah, it'll
2: be... um uh, let's see, that will be 4 a.m. for us. Okay, so wake up early. That's great. <laughs> it's breakfast.
1: This is something you can assemble the day before, bake it, maybe pop it back in the oven just to just bring it up. Pretend it's to... like Thanksgiving and you yeah. gotta get up that early anyway. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You don't have to do it every day, just once.
2: Yeah, so 5 a.m. Eastern time is 4 a.m. for us. Yeah,
1: or just go to New York and wake up a li- <laughs> little bit later. <laughs>
2: I'm just d- like there's
1: there's workarounds. Yeah.
2: Uh, go to your favorite <laughs> hotel and tell the chef there, I I want you to make this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Please. And I'll be staying in the penthouse suite so you can just bring it up. Bring out. it right okay. on up. How about at 340 so we can have time to enjoy yes, it? Yes, please. Oh my god. And gosh. my what, coffee. What kind of w- weird world are we living in? Um here?
1: can I tell an off the air story about something that happened this morning that um yes. Holly and I educated <laughs> you and <laughs> Alexis about that you didn't know about. Mike, I don't know if you know about this, but you can play the home game. Um, I'm going to have you uh, hit up the old Google on your computer, and I would like for you to just write uh, King Charles' Sausage Fingers. Oh, yeah. Have you been acquainted with his sausage fingers? I have. (laughs) I don't... You I would, I you, feel concerned. You should. I think there's. It's like
2: a medical
4: issue. It like, has to. Well, the circulation I, problem. Yes, for sure.
2: Like edema, or I, there's another word for the hands. For it, like, he shit. has a he has f- finger issues. It's really uncomfortable to look yes. at that pinky ring. I know that you see on, in a lot of pictures. Like that makes me feel anxious. I know it really does. <laughs> yeah. And so you just want him to elevate his hands, but and have seen, him in the air all the time. Now that you've seen. The hands,
1: you you'll unsee never it. unsee the hands. <laughs> Here's
2: the thing that you don't know about this: is that last week we debated sausage links or sausage patties oh. on the show. Yeah, you're seeing
4: these, I'm definitely sticking with
2: patties. I was gonna say, I bet that so if it does you were a link, you're Ugh. switching your answer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's um. Apparently, uh, look, it looks like um, like a blow-up hand, like a does. cartoon yep. blow-up hand.
1: I will say that one cheeky butcher in... Uh, <laughs> did you cheeky see this? Butcher, a no. cheeky butcher. Avon's butchery in Auckland, New Zealand has gone viral for selling a package of sausages called King Charles Third's sausage Finger. No. It's a package of five sausages.
2: Oh, that's oh my god! Terrible. <laughs> oh, well you know, worse things can happen this to is people. True. This you is know, true. That's fine. This that's is fine. true. So just a reminder, May sixth, mm-hmm. we'll yes. put up this recipe um, that actually Colleen found yesterday, yeah. and. Uh, you know, you can try it at home. It's actually a like I said, it's a different type of quiche. Yeah, but I actually like it a lot. Yeah, it's really it doesn't not just bad. Taste like, it actually doesn't have an eggy. If you don't like quiche because it's over eggy, right? You probably will like this. And it's kind of light on the cheese
1: too. So, and also, if fava beans I found easily at. Uh, Lund's and Byerly's. So you don't have to run all over the place for fava beans.
2: That's great. And a nice can. They're going to want to know why they're selling out of fava beans. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) That's why. Stock up. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll be eating more of this during uh, the break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a rumor that I saw on another blind item site called Dumois. They also have a podcast where they were talking about this issue. It involves a couple getting back together that you would never expect. That's coming up next on My Talk.
1: Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley Trainer. And Dawn, you have uh, some blind item news about an unexpected couple perhaps rekindling their fiery romance?
2: Yes, I do. I was kind of surprised, very surprised when I saw this. We're talking about Olivia Wilde. And Harry Styles, um, that's still like a fresh breakup. It sure is, and also it was I, a longer relationship than I realized. Mm. You know, like maybe two years.
1: I so, so they that. like
2: stayed together.
1: I thought this. This is always to me the hallmark of a publication. Yeah. If they stay together through the release of the project that they were trying to promote. Right. And then they break up. And I feel like that's kind of what happened, right? They were together. And then Don't Worry Darling came out. And yeah. then they kind of stayed together for a little bit longer. And then it sort of quietly fell apart. Right. Right.
2: Well, and we- now you're saying they might be getting it all on again. Well, who knows? uh, that uh, you can find them on Instagram. They do a podcast. They also do blind items, but there's no, I don't think there's another site outside of Instagram. Mm -mm. So on their podcast, they talked about, um, I think they, they said, I think there was a chance that maybe they would eventually get back together. I don't know what happened you do know the past couple of weeks that we have been seeing those gym pictures again. I think it's so weird. The paparazzi for the most part will know a celebrity's schedule because, um, you know, they just know their patterns, which Mm -hmm. somebody commented, uh, perhaps knowing their routine is scary. Being a celebrity seems scary. Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ma'am. Yes. Yes. Amber. All right. So (laughs) they are at the same gym that they always went to. And, um, they also are tailing Harry as he's going through an alley to get into the gym, the back way. But she's already in there. They're not allowed in, of course. Okay, but isn't he with Emily Ratajkowski right now? Well, he made out with her. Well, that but could that be doesn't, anything. That could be, you know, she's like, I'm just having fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um... They also mentioned sort of that it's a weird spot for the paparazzi to just be there and that they didn't call them. Yeah. So it's like they knew, they can know her patterns, but... Why are they following her right now? Right? Why are they outside of the gym getting pictures now right. whenever this hasn't been a thing for a long time. So they're suspecting that they've called the paparazzi because it's so weird for them just be ready in the alley for him to come around the yeah. corner. Yeah. Um, uh, I would like to
1: um, I would like to present another option of what might be going on okay. that I made up in my headspace. Because I think, you know, he still gets all kinds of attention. Yeah. She doesn't.
2: And Not so, in a good way.
1: <laughs> right. So here's what I'm thinking. is like, what if she knows his schedule and she was like, oh. I know what I'll do. I'll hit up the gym at the same time Harry usually does. I'll call the paparazzi. They will deduce if we leave in proximity to each other that we were there together. Oh, that's right. Creepy. That's
2: extra level creepy. Thanks.
1: I know. Yeah. I have some practice because the thing I really like to me, that is something that one side could have a reasonable control over.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But inherently, going to the gym is not sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go to the gym and like have intimate. Mm-hmm. I most people don't,
2: uh-uh. right?
1: No, although. When you go there the gym, I though, did some see, people look
2: like they are ready I, to
1: date. I saw a couple, like, no. darn near getting ready to do <laughs> stuff at the gym recently. And I was like, I don't feel like that's appropriate. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah, oh, that was a yeah, moment. But yeah. that doesn't
1: happen very often. But what I'm saying is... But that would be something where she could reasonably be seen in proximity to him but not be seen together that would lead people to deduce something if she wanted to be getting headlines, which we've seen her do before.
2: The the only headlines coming out about her right now is that she's putting Jason Sudeikis through the ringer when it comes to their child custody situation because of their divorce. And And nobody likes that because you can't do that to Ted Lasso. No, 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 Uh no. No, so Mike, I'm not wrong about that. Am I? We have seen things in the in the uh blind a- items about her yeah, recently. For sure. Like yep. cuz we thought that they had made up because of the nanny situation. Um mm-hmm. you had you didn't have to be on that story because um, you had already left my talk mm-hmm. by that time. But mm-hmm. this year they had this whole thing where the nanny was coming after them mm-hmm. and saying, like, she's suing them, essentially. Yeah. And so we saw them together to fight against the nanny. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, oh, everything's fine. And you mean Jason Sudeikis and Olivia yeah, Wilde? Yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was claiming that... What she was required to do was way beyond her job, like basically being emotional support for Jason. Mm -hmm. And just gave a lot of details that were like, oh, uh, yeah, kind of gross. Don't let your guard down ever to people if you're a celebrity.
1: Yeah, Yeah, don't do it.
2: (laughs) I just don't think it's a smart thing. Because people
1: are all ready to sell you.
2: They're ready to spill the beans. Uh You might think that your housekeeper is your friend, but she's actually... Not, taking
1: notes and getting ready to sell it to a tabloid. Right.
2: And getting ready to make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Waiting so, for her payday. So. And I don't mean the candy bar. The,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it is weird. I, I also thought it was strange that they, just in terms of like, let's say this, okay, it is a publishing, publishing ship, but let's say they really did like each other again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I found it hard to believe that Harry would like her because the. Everything that went on and all the lies that she told, that was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Like she got caught in some major lies because Mm -hmm. she said that she fired Shia LaBeouf Mm -hmm. because all of the allegations that came up against him Mm -hmm. and Florence Pugh didn't want to work with him. So she let him go from the film and kind of made this big statement for women have to Mm -hmm. treat women. You know, we have to protect other women and how she was a champion for Florence Pugh. And then Shia LaBeouf was like, no, you were begging me to stay on that movie. Yeah you That's not true at all. And so Florence Pugh was mad. Like, you told me one thing, but it's obviously a lie, because yeah. here's proof. And yeah. she looked really stupid. They, they were doing just about anything they could
1: possibly do to get some eyeballs on that movie, because by all accounts, it was a stinker. Did you see it? No. I, I watched can't. it on an airplane. Oh, you did? Yeah, and it was like... It, wa- it wanted, it could have been great. Yeah. It was a movie that had a lot of potential. Did you see it, Mike?
4: It had a lot of potential. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Maytag men started uh, chasing after them at the end. Yeah, It got really weird. It it, got it, strange. it, it, it was so oh. close to being good. Yes. And I love Florence Pugh in it. I thought Harry was pretty good in it, too. Yes, the performances, the performances were, were decent. The fine. The movie was just terrible.
1: Yeah, and she she also so Olivia Wilde. Uh, this was uh, she directed this. Yeah, but she also was one of the characters mm-hmm. in it, and I
2: just felt like
1: that was. Yeah,
2: I don't know how people can do that. You have to be a real expert and uh, really secure in either like to be directing and acting in mm-hmm. something. I don't like. I, I don't know how people can get that perspective. Uh-uh. Like, I'm in it and I'm also looking at it. And that's why I think that
1: that was part of the problem is I don't think she had that capability. Mm-hmm. Um, it, now, it just it had potential. It wasn't great.
2: Did I'm asking a follow up question that I apologize. That's okay. Do you know if she had anything to do with the writing of the script or that? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. I don't okay.
1: believe so. Um, It, it is. I mean, the story itself is interesting. It is something that should get in your head, but you're so distracted by some of the choices in the filmmaking. This because the story is Fascinating. Okay,
2: and so the script isn't bad. So no. the blame is on Olivia as a director.
1: I kind of feel like yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with a yes on that.
2: Sometime, so I, yeah.
1: I do think, I mean, she's still trying to turn her PR ship around.
2: So she's like, don't look over here. Yeah. Look over here.
1: Right. Because if they really were back together and they wanted people to talk about it, they would be seen eating somewhere together or having coffee together or walking down the street holding hands like they were the first time around. Yeah. Leaving the gym feels a little arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me with my conspiracy
2: theories. That's thing fine. Theory. That's what we do here, of course. Um, so, coming up next, let's see. We are going to talk about I saw that we can really look at what a black hole looks like a little bit closer and I was terrified. What is your irrational fear? Mm-hmm. Give us a call. 651-641-